episode 172 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom as always is my pal De Quincy. Hey buddy, how you doing man? I'm good, I'm good. Tired, but I'm good. It's been a long day. Oh, okay. Brother, I am down bad. Oh man, what's going on? <laughs> so um, Friday, uh, we took our son to get his first um, COVID shot. Hey, all right. Yeah, so he got his COVID shot, and we're, while we were up there in the Walgreens, I was like, oh, let me make a reservation for my COVID booster and um, flu shot, right? Mm-hmm. So I made one for Saturday. So I went up there Saturday, got the COVID shot, got the flu shot. Buddy, today I feel like I got 3D through a table. Wait, you, you got them both at the same time? Yep. Oh, God. You madman. Yeah, so... <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night, well, not middle of the night, at four in the morning with like this, this monster headache, like right behind my left eye. I had to get up, get some um, aspirin, you know, try to handle that. I get back to, to the bed. I'm, I start to lay down. This damn cat just started <laughs> I'm like, oh, now I had to get up and throw a shoe at him. Not really. I didn't throw a shoe. I chased him with a broom. I, I believe you. <laughs> And um, yeah, so after that, I took uh, I took the girlfriend to work. I came back home, and I've just been watching football and sleeping all day. Man, and the one person I was worried about the most, my son, he's been fine since Friday. <laughs> only, a, of course, yeah, he's only kid. little kids are like Wolverine. God damn it! The only um, issue he had was a sore arm yesterday, mm-hmm. but today he's fine, hundred percent. That's good. Mm-hmm. that's good you're, you're a grown man you, you'll get through it you can you'll live kids they either bounce back like wolverine or they they, they wind up you know getting shut down like a very old person yeah oh no that's a lie my grandma got all her shots got the uh, moderna first one second one the booster and a flu shot kept on going like nothing happened the rest of the family <laughs> down bad with every shot and we get after the first one. I'm like, this woman has a goddamn super soldier serum and didn't pass it down to the rest of the family. Ain't that a gym? <laughs> right. Yeah. I got my uh, booster last Saturday. And uh, just fortunately just got the sore arm. So. Oh, which one did you get? Pfizer. Yeah, Pfizer. Yeah, I got the Moderna again. <laughs> my second, my second dose, like when I first originally got vaxxed, like my first dose was fine. Second dose, uh, yeah, got like chills and a fever for like 12 hours or so mm-hmm. and uh, kicked my butt. And then the booster, thankfully, was just a sore arm. So mm. I feel invincible. Well, no, actually, I don't. You know who doesn't feel invincible? Your boy over here. <laughs> right. For me, this doesn't, this feels worse than the first shot, but it's nothing to, like the second shot the second shot i had a call to work it took me out dang mm-hmm. 
Yeah, everyone in my department has at least um, gotten the second shot because they were getting away. They were doing the registration at work for the Moderna. And so everyone got it at work and everyone, that second shot, you either came in lethargic that day or you didn't come in at all after that second one, man. <laughs> but, uh, man I'm, I'm glad I got it. And shit, six months from now, we got to do another one. Shit. Sign me up. I got room under my vaccine card. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, oh, they gave me a new car because my old one was just tattered because I just keep it in my wallet. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> because originally I was going to keep it. I was going to get lemonade, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah, I was going to get lemonaded. And they were like, oh, don't get lemonade because we may do booster shots. And <laughs> now nah, we sure have enough. Shots. What are the yeah. odds? <laughs> what are the odds? I'm like, if y'all going to keep giving me a new one every shot, I might well just laminate this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, they gave me a new card as well. Because mm-hmm. uh, um, when I first got, you know, I work for a hospital. So when I first got my dose, I got it through work. Mm-hmm. The card had the hospital's logo. And so, you know, a few months later, everybody's like, when all the talk of like proof of vaccination started like happening, people were like, Oh, we don't have a, our car doesn't say CDC, like, or, or places, people in places going to accept it if it has anything but. Yeah. And so the hospital was like, that's a good question. Well, if you want a CDC card, we'll get you one. And so <laughs> everybody's like, give me, give me, give me. I was just like, whatever. And then, you know, I took my card in and I said, oh, okay, well, here's your new one. I was like, okay, well, that makes sense too. But, you know, I actually haven't had to show proof anywhere. So, mm-hmm. Um, which I don't mind. And even if I did, I don't mind either. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I think all the places that we would show proof is like if we were traveling and I don't know about you, but I still don't feel like getting on a plane anytime soon. No, no. I think you were supposed to show it. Uh, I know there's been a couple of shows at white Oak music hall mm-hmm. uh, that require proof of vaccine and oh. uh, maybe astral world. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Ooh. know. But uh, Astroworld has more problems than just vaccine cards. Boy, do they. Yeah. Do you see the news? Is nine dead now? Yeah. Yeah. It's just insane, man. I, you know, we, we worked, we've worked, you know, for a big sports arena for mm-hmm. years, almost a whole decade. Mm-hmm. And we know what it's like for the most part. And we've worked big concerts, 50,000 people at a concert, McCartney, Madonna, uh, Beyonce, Beyonce, Jay Z. Was that a minute? Maid? Yep. I, I, I think I'd stop working there. Okay. I'd stop working there. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Big names. Mm-hmm. Big names. Um, and we know what it's like. And not even just a concert, but even, even a full baseball game. We know what it's like when an event is understaffed. And it just, when it's understaffed, it's not going to work. It's there's it's, just, it's a recipe for disaster. Not only that, it's a combination of being understaffed and festival seating, which basically means Ali Ali oxen free. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I've been to festivals, you know, I, when free press summer fest used to do the festival, you know, there's a hundred thousand people over the weekend that would go. Um, and you know, it's, it's in a park, so there's no seating. It's all standing, but mm-hmm. like, you know, everything was organized really well. Um, 
and it doesn't help that the, the main artist <laughs> um, has somewhat encouraged this type of behavior yeah, in the past. Has had a history of asking people to rage and throw ragers like he's a white boy in, in the middle of nowhere. I, yeah, I but, know they've already started scrubbing the media clean of that, but it's like screenshots last forever. You're not getting away oh, with it. Yeah. And, you know, the issue of the artist's, you know, the responsibility of the artist, what, uh, to what degree is, you know, this, is the artist responsible, you know. That's that's a com- I mean that's a conversation that could go on for hours. But coming from our perspective as guys who've worked big events and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. looking at how understaffed it was at the beginning, like to see all those people uh, rush the gate, storm the gate, knock over metal detectors. That doesn't happen anywhere. That that doesn't happen at Minute Maid. That doesn't even. I mean, that doesn't happen at at the football games you know, just un- 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 unreal thing to witness. Mm-hmm. But honestly, the second that happens, you have to shut the concert down because it was just a prelude to disaster. Like maybe, yeah. no, we weren't, ex- you weren't expecting that kind of disaster, but oh, no something bad have. was going to happen. Yeah. And if people were already raging or whatever you want to call it at that early in the day, it's, it, it, you got to shut it down. You got to call it a day because something like what happened six hours, seven hours later happened. Yeah. And we're going to get the stories behind everything. I've already saw a story where uh, one of the security guys basically talking about he got hired the day before and he had to take a test in order to um, be verified as a security guard. And it was an open book test. Oh my God. Yeah. And, you know, the guy talked about like that day he he knew they were short stabbed and he wanted he asked to be moved. And then he saw how crazy it was and he just he just quit. And we're going to get a lot of stories that shows how negligent the security force was there. And, you know, everyone's mm-hmm. getting hit. Um, Live Nation, whoever has security, Travis Scott, Drake. I mean, you go after who whoever has the money. So that's what they're going to do. And. I don't think any of these lawsuits are going to go to court. I, I think a, the majority of them or all of them are going to just be settled. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, for sure, the, the nine victims are going to get, you know, their families will definitely get the bulk of any kind of settlement. You know, people that got injured will get a little something, but. Yeah. I think I saw Travis Scott's already providing for the funerals for the nine people who passed away is. Mm-hmm. Which I was, you know, it was expected. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, um, what is it? Uh, the game plan is in place. It's always in place, you know, not for something like that, but for disaster. Mm-hmm. So the artist or the headliner or the celebrity is always going to release a statement that they're devastated. Um, and in the horrific event that there is fatality, they're usually going to offer up to, you know, pay for funeral services and whatnot. So, um, and that's just in hopes of mitigating any kind of, you know, disaster that, that, uh, that, that a lawsuit brings, which, you know, 
they're coming. Yeah, I've I mean seen, it's coming anyways. Like, yeah, it's just I think how I saw, it works. I think I saw they have like over a hundred lawsuits already filed. Yeah, yeah. Whew. Good luck with that. I'm glad mm-hmm. we don't. Oh, I, I'll never want to be on the receiving end of one lawsuit, let alone over a hundred. Correct. <sighs> like I said, uh, I, we passed by uh, NRG yesterday, and they still have the entire festival set up, still up. So they're really? still, yeah, they're still oh, investigating. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So are the Texans? Uh, were they scheduled? I know they had the bye week this mm-hmm. weekend. Are, are they scheduled to be home? You next know, week I, I don't know let me look it up that's interesting they might be uh, they might even if they are they wouldn't let them go over there week 11 yeah. in the nfl text no they're at uh they're Tennessee. The next week mm-hmm. yeah so there's a lot of time for them to be very thorough with their investigation mm-hmm. with the the now crime scene essentially is what yeah. it is yeah we'll see what comes out after We'll see what comes out and uh, make sure that every police report you hear, you verify it before you just take it as gospel. Yeah. They're running around saying that someone was pricking people with drugs (laughs) and it turned out like someone had just pinched a security guard. Yeah. That always fascinates me when people do that. Like someone's going around giving people drugs. Like the story we get every year around Halloween, someone's going to be putting TAC gummies in your children's um, candy. I'm like, do you know how expensive drugs are? <laughs> right. And the, do you know what the best thing to do with drugs? Take the drugs, not give them to someone else. That's why I got the drugs for me. Right. To enjoy them yourself. Yeah. What's the point of me giving to a child? He takes it. I can't even see him take it. <laughs> I got to just laugh somewhere like, ha, 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 ha. There's some kid uh, three blocks over. High as a kite right now. Blah, ha, ha, ha. Like, no. I want to get high. Not these Go get kids. your own. Go yeah. get your own drugs. Go get your own drug, kid. <sighs> All right. That was a nice starter. We um, didn't plan on talking about either one of those to- topics, booster shots or Astroworld, but here we are. It's a uh, thing to do, though. Hmm? It's a, the, those are the hot topics. Yes, and we haven't done a podcast in over a week, so. <laughs> Lots which, to catch up on. <laughs> yeah, which, like always, I blame myself because if I don't text you, there's no podcast to be had. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, should we do a podcast? I look at my, my phone. It's like, oh, it's four o'clock. Never mind. Maybe we should do it tomorrow. And I don't text you to ask for the next day either. Uh, so my bad, people. We'll try to get back on. Um, we are here to talk about wrestling. It's been a long ass time since we actually talked about some wrestling. Yeah. A lot going on there, too. I mean, yeah. Some good, some bad. So uh, let's just get right into it. Let's start with the bad news. All these damn WWE releases. More, more releases. It must be. Um, it must be uh, quarterly reporting time for WWE. I said to a friend at work when they have their quarterly reporting and they talk about how much money they've made. If you're a wrestler, you throw your phone into the nearest body of water and you just come to work the next day. Like nothing happened. Right. <laughs> Y'all got to fire me in person. Um, man, I saw a story that WWE has released 70 wrestlers in the past year. Mm-hmm. That is a crazy number. 
Yeah. And they just uh, keep chugging along. People still tune in mm-hmm. and uh, they're still making a lot of money. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, 70, it's like that's an astounding number when you think about it. And then when you do think about it, like when you finally actually think about it, like it, it makes sense. There's just a lot of a lot of good talent, but a lot of talent that is just going unused. And, um, you know, it's yeah. sad. It's sad that, you know, that they, they put themselves in this position because mm-hmm. they were so not sensitive, but they were so scared, I guess, of AEW, the competition, yeah. that they decided to sign everybody that they could. Mm-hmm. Keep them away from AEW, um, and then deem them expendable at, at a certain point. And you know the the funny thing is that these people still went to AEW. Like yeah, they, they got a nice paycheck for two to three years and still went to AEW. Yeah. So you just want to talk about a couple of wrestlers got released? Yeah, I mean, there's again, there are some that. Are not surprising. Mm-hmm. There are some that are like, "Who they?" I didn't even know they were in the company. Yeah, or yeah. still in the company. And then obviously the big names that you know, you have to talk about the ones that that are the most shocking. Yeah. So let's start with the biggest names of the two that really surprised me: Keith Lee and Nia Jax. Yep. Keith Lee was surprising because he he was the full package. I. I feel like I say this a lot, but I don't see how WWE screws up on someone like him. But of course, WWE screwed up on someone like him. And then Nia Jax, who, you know, given all her issues in the ring, causing injuries and whatnot, she's still, you know, related to The Rock. Yeah. And, you know, she's been a multiple time champion. So that just. That was crazy me, but I just want to go back to Keith Lee. Um, it never seemed like they understood what they had on the main roster with him. They were, man, like more more so than anybody, definitely the biggest waste of, of talent on the main roster. They put like him on a the guy main- that, that they, they start and stopped the, like as soon as he got there. As soon as he got there, they were like, okay, we're going to put you at the top. And then they put the brakes on it. Even though he's shown, okay, I can, I can, I deserve to be in this spot. Like they put him in with Randy Orton right away. Mm -hmm. And he held his own and he got props from that guy. And more importantly, he got props from the crowd. Like he, he got the reaction that you want. But even before that, we got to talk about this. His first night, they changed his music. They changed his wrestling gear and so being the shirtless, he made them made him wear a singlet. It just felt like they were ashamed of him and what he brought to the, the WWE. As like, I don't understand, like, what's the point of NXT if you're not cultivating people to bring up and keep them the same? Yeah, I, I really don't understand these what are usually just tweaks to characters, but in his case, I mean, these are big changes they're making. Like it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't make any sense to make big changes on the main show. 
Mm-hmm. That's what development, develop, developmental is for, to develop, to develop your character, your, your skill set, whatever. Mm-hmm. And for them to just throw out all the development that you've, you know, uh, made <laughs> during <laughs> that time, like, what was that? Doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, I, I don't get it. And what's doubly confusing is both him and uh, Karen Cross, they got released as they were in, they were in the middle of changing their character. Right. It's like- So they just gave up on the char- on the new character. It's like the money- The character side, that you created that wasn't even working. Yeah. The money side and the creative side have no idea what, what they're doing, which each, what the other one's doing. Mm-hmm. And we saw that before when they released um, Malachi Black- uh, um, Alistair Black before it's you know when he came up he was about to have a segment with Big E and the next week he was just gone from Smackdown and you just you have Karrion Cross doing promos in the back looking like they're trying to make him a serious uh like serial killer stalker whatever and then Keith Lee starting with his Barricade gimmick we're talking about we're giving honor to the former Black champion and we're showing respect and then you get rid of him like what three weeks into that character development? Mm-hmm. And uh, can we talk about Karrion Cross real quick? Sure. Oh, buddy, I knew it was over from him when all those five, seven dudes <laughs> at NXT just kept pushing him. <laughs> it was Adam Cole, um, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, who else? Uh, uh, Finn Balor, just all those mm-hmm. wrestling. Well, Finn Balor isn't a, a little guy, but all those wrestling guys down there just basically telling him that you can't handle it down here. You don't deserve, we don't respect you while he was the champ. Yeah. <laughs> I fully believe that Adam Cole promo killed his, whatever he had in WWE. It was one of the best promos you could give. Like it was one of the best promos of that year, of this year. That was this year, actually. He basically said, they give you the music, the lights, the smoke, the cool girl to make you feel important. When they want Adam Cole to feel important, they just ring the freaking bell. It's like, oh, Lord. And then him going up to WWE without Scarlett. And obvious, like another, another character, they had no idea what to do with him. Mm-hmm. But I would also say they had no idea what to do with him in NXT because his character in NXT was basically... Um, big guy on campus when his his character in the indies was basically what dexter loomis is doing you can't have Mm -hmm. two of that and then that stupid ass helmet i think i saw it once and then i just stopped watching (laughs) after that it's like okay uh he's done for he's not gonna get over and and then he came up his first night and lost against jeff hardy and, you know, admittedly, Jeff Hardy had to cheat to win. But still, your NXT champion shows up against a, okay, calm down, Black Twitter. I'm going to be nice. An over-the-hill Jeff Hardy. A 40-something-year-old yeah, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, I, You can't talk too bad about Jeff Hardy. People be at your throats. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Hardy, Tony Hawk, two white men Black people love. Black people like Tony Hawk? Love Tony Hawk. Is that Love, right? Tony Hawk down for the brothers. We're down for Tony Hawk. 
I did not know that. Oh, well, now you know. Buddy, did you know? Oh, uh, you don't play video games. But, man, when they announced they were remastering the Tony Hawk Pro Skater uh, 1 and 2, oh, the black dudes on my timeline were hyped. And so we'll, did they? Yes. They were, I, well, look I, lo- look, I love Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> Those are my favorite games that I played growing up. Mm-hmm. But I did not know. Man, I didn't know that. Are you a Tony Hawk? You stand for Tony Hawk? Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> Those two games right there were... Uh, some of the greatest games of all time. Not just all the this gameplay, time you've been playing. Not just the gameplay, but the music. Oh my the god! Soundtracks. The soundtrack. Woo. Every soundtrack was amazing. Yes. Uh, I got introduced to Jurassic Jurassic Five. Mm-hmm. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Um, you know, amongst other really awesome bands and you know really awesome songs. But um, oh man, that was maybe my favorite part of the game was the actual like the soundtracks themselves. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. I'm not playing with you, and I say Tony Hawk is good in every hood. <laughs> That's awesome to hear. That's awesome to learn. Yeah, Tony Hawk and Jeff Hardy, beloved in every hood. Um, but I don't even remember what else I was talking about. Oh, um, Karen Cross losing Jeff Hardy, um, basically just shitting all over your NXT championship, and it he was fl- just dead weight, just floating in the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it really does undermine 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 everything that Hunter has done on mm-hmm. for NXT. Um, and it's just it's baffling that Vince and Bruce Pritchard, whether it's because they don't want to give credit or whatever it may be but they they change everything up that hunter has done and it doesn't work Mm -hmm. like we have to i mean at this point they have to acknowledge that the guy knows something a little but a little bit of something he knows what he's doing um you got to give him credit for that and you have to just let him run with the guys that you've given him. Sometimes I wonder if this is just like basic jealousy between Vince and Hunter. It has to be. Because all you hear about NXT, well, the old variation, not the current one, is how great it was and how much excellent wrestling and promos, stuff like that. And people would say that NXT was better than anything on Raw and SmackDown, which at the time it was. And, you know, a little bit of that has to go to Vince's head. Like, you think you know what you're doing? Well, I'll show you. Right. I was doing this before, like, when you were still in diapers, like, mm-hmm. you know. But but that's just, that's literally just uh, uh, shooting off your nose to spite your face. I mean, why? You're, you're hurting your product in the long run by not bringing in these wrestlers and providing the the best storylines for them, the best mm-hmm. um, characters for them. When you yeah. when you change things and people don't know what to expect, you're just hurting yourself. Just to throw a, a middle finger to Hunter, I'm it. It doesn't make sense. Like you're making a lot of money to begin mm-hmm. with, but imagine if you had characters and stories and 
you know, shows that were consistently must see. Mm-hmm. How much more money you'd be making? Yeah, because I would say the only wrestling, the only WWE show that's like must see right now is SmackDown, mm-hmm. and that's mainly because of Roman Reigns and everything he's done as Universal Champ. But if you t- ask me, would I rather watch Raw or NXT 2.0? I'm watching 2.0 every every time. Mm-hmm. And they still have some of those characters mm-hmm. from the old guard. Who they, honestly they need to bring up because it's time to just get the young guys out there. Yeah. Have you been and, watching? And I haven't, but you know, I'm kind of know what's going on there. Really, let me let's 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 just call it like at this rate, the rate of at which they're firing everybody, these people, in three years, your your WrestleMania main event is gonna be Braun Breaker versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> uh I'm not going to complain about that. The two guys I love in 2.0 right now are Braun Breaker and Tony D'Angelo because I always like a good Italian stereotype. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he's been like, have you been watching him at all? I haven't. Um, His first match, his first match, he came down to the ring, you know, during his entrance and everything. And he gets on the rope. He does his little preening thing. He gets down. He walks over to the ref. And he shakes his hand and is trying to bribe the ref. <laughs> I, was That's like, awesome. I was like, this is the man for me. And then Ron Breaker, he is his father's son mixed with his uncle. Can you know whose family Uncle's is? physique. Yeah, because he's a Steiner. And, ooh, and he's only been wrestling for like two a year or two, something like that. Mm-hmm. He looks amazing. He looks like that match he had against Champa, uh, what was that two weeks ago at Halloween Havoc? Yeah, they should have switched the belt. That both him and uh, D'Angelo, they got it. Yeah. And yeah. Mandy Rose and Toxic Attraction, um, Io Shirai still down there. Like, it's completely developmental, but it's been a joy to watch yeah carmelo and trick oh man they have been great carmelo don't miss indeed right and like it is encouraging i mean that is one thing that's encouraging because it's like you hear about the new you know it's a new era it's you know Mm 2.0 and there's bright new colors and all all this stuff and um you know kyle o'reilly and uh well actually not kyle but uh you know adam cole and um, you know Samoa Joe and Andrade, guys like that. They're they're no longer there, you know, mm-hmm. as as your top guys anymore. And uh, so, you know, there is some concern that you know, like, w- what's going to happen with this? Like the 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 branding itself looks cartoonish. Is mm-hmm. this is this a new another cartoonish show that we're going to have to endure? And Everything that I've seen so far, that they've uh, they've maintained the um, no, I mean, they've they've been able to blend in this new era with while maintaining like the integrity of 
what NXT was, you know, what it's been the past five years. You know what they've, you know what they figured out in NXT? They decided that if you want to see a work rate show where wrestling's above everything, you can go to AEW. But if you wanted to see a show that has good, well, decent to good wrestling plus entertaining personalities, then come to NXT. Right. And let me tell you, I that, think that's a good point. That work rate stuff that they have at AEW works is great, but there is a lot of well, one, there's too many factions, and B, there are a lot of guys that are kind of the same. You can't say that with NXT. So, I like, but back to the releases. Man, we are full tangents tonight, aren't we? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. Um, we talked about Keith Lee, Karen Cross, uh, Nia Jax. We really didn't talk about that much, just how shocking it is to see her gone. I mean, there's someone she's like um what's his name um ron Strowman, just someone who just looks so wwe you can't imagine them being outside the wwe right and that's and they, they, go ahead no go ahead man and early on they put so much emphasis on her relationship to the to the rock mm-hmm. it's like yeah they they hadn't they've gotten away from that lately and for a while now they really hadn't mentioned it but it was it was they mentioned it so much early on that it was it's pretty much just beaten into your head that you, you okay we get it she's she's the cousin of the rock or something and that's why one of the reasons that people never thought she would get fired <laughs> every yeah. time around the releases would pop up everybody like oh Nia, Nia Jax needs to go but she never is because her cousin's the rock and mm-hmm. lo and behold it actually happened which is interesting like it's I think two weeks ago it would have signaled like okay they're starting to, to realize they don't need him anymore but then this past week all they did was celebrate 25 years of the rock yeah on, on social media so um at this point if you're not dwayne johnson i think and you're related to dwayne johnson like you're still expendable yeah oh speaking of family members of dwayne johnson so in nxt 2.0 they got Another um Fatu? Yeah. Brother of Jimmy and Jay Uso. Sefa, I think his name. Yeah. yeah. He looks just like his brothers too. Mm-hmm. So I, I think you know, I like what I see from him as well. But getting back to the releases, um, one that um just seemed crazy to me was the release of B Fab. Yeah, you just brought up Hit Row. <laughs> Hit Row was brought up the Friday before they released that Thursday, and then the following SmackDown was just the three of them. And in fact, they completely changed their entrance music, at least the beginning, because in the original, she's the one who's out the she at the beginning. She says Hit Row, and now they had to scrub that from existence. Yeah, what is what is that about? I mean. It's one thing if she if you're just lingering in catering or on NXT and just not do it, but they just brought you up. They just brought them up. They had the little cipher on that Friday, and then they were she was I, I am befuddled. 
she didn't even get a chance to screw up. Yeah. <laughs> and like and deserve to get fired. There's no reason. That's one I just scratched my head. It's like I again the creative side and the money side don't talk to each other. Because mm-hmm. that's gotta be frustrating as hell. You're as a writer, you're getting ready to write some kind of promo for hit row and then someone comes in and tell you oh by the way um instead of having four members you only have three now right and probably the most entertaining member of that faction is gone um someone else who i felt like never got the chance she deserved mia yim Mm -hmm. i mean getting up and when she came up on the main roster being put into retribution um Oof, yeah who else was in there was was it uh raquel gonzalez no mercedes martinez who was released a while back oh okay so shit, did that, uh, man did that faction help anybody no for a while i thought maybe they would help uh mason t-bar because they dominic dijakovic and <sighs> brennan williams oh speaking of which the fact that we're not going to get a uh, uh, dijakovic Keith Lee match on the main roster. Man. Criminal. Money. I mean, money you're, you're missing out on. Like, you saw their matches on the indies and the ones they had in NXT. I mean, you're kicking something right now. Uh, Times like this, I'm reminded of that CM Punk um, quote where he says, Vince McMahon is a millionaire who should be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. It's like, you should have, if you were just Half as smart as you think you are, you'd make so much more money. He's a billionaire who should be a multi, <laughs> like a multi, multi billionaire. Yeah, should be up there with um, Elon Musk and uh, what's his name, Amazon dude, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm going down the list. Um, Eva Marie. Eva Marie. It was nice to see you again. How many yeah, people I, get fired for the same reason <laughs> twice? Like, I don't, you know, she can't wrestle. Mm-hmm. You know, she's just a beautiful body. She's nice to look at. You knew that when you fired her the first time, why the hell did you bring her back? And then, you know, they gave her more money the second yes! time around. There's no way she's coming back for the same amount of money. You threw, threw bad money after good. Yes. Uh, let's see. I'm going through any other ones that stand out. Ember Moon. Uh, Ember Moon is like a Ruby Riot to me. It's like I thought those two would just be, you know, putting on five, uh, four or five star matches in the women's division for the next five to six years. And it seems like it's going to happen in AEW for both of them. But I don't know. I guess the biggest question about Ember Moon is the same thing about Keith Lee. What if they hadn't have gotten hurt? Ember Moon, I think she blew out her knee. Achilles. Achilles. And Keith Lee, like, for the rest of my time, I wonder what would have happened if he didn't get COVID. Because he was supposed to win the U.S. title in that triple threat match against Sheamus and uh, who was the other person in there? Was it Riddle? 
It might have been. Or was Riddle the replacement? Oh, I don't. I do not. Or, remember. or AJ. No, not it was. I don't think it was AJ Styles. Yeah, I don't remember who. It was, but he was supposed to win. He did. And the Riddle won instead. If he doesn't catch COVID, he wins the U.S. title. Goes on. Like I just wonder what if he's still in the WWE or they do more with him. It's I'll have to travel to Earth six one three to go see. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else on those releases that you want to talk about, my man? Hmm. Um, I mean, back to Nia Jax quickly. I mean, mm-hmm. the one thing that they did have kind of justifiably so was just she was pretty dangerous in the ring. Mm-hmm. Like, if ever there was a reason to let someone go, that would be it. Like, like she's in, you know, not she's had her fair share of, of uh, missteps in the ring, you know? Yes. And if you put your, your dance partner in danger, I mean, that's, there's only so many times that that can go over, you know, go uh, without repercussion. Yeah, man, you're definitely right about that. And there's only so many times that you can use the on Dwayne Johnson's family mm-hmm card like go ahead i was gonna say that get get out of jail free car only got so many hole punches right so there's one release i want to talk about that i've saved okay lindsay dorado Mm -hmm. so lindsay dorado had been asking for his release and he got it, and, you know, he was half for it. And then someone decided to pipe up in these Twitter streets. And that <laughs> someone was Izzy's dad. And for those of you who don't know who Izzy is, Izzy is a super fan that was involved in the Sasha Banks uh, Bailey feud at NXT a couple of years ago. Um, I, the, I, if you remember, um, Basically, Sasha Mace came down there, took her Bailey glasses and threw it at, and, you know, Perance around in the ring with them and then threw them at a child, which excellent heel move <laughs> and something that could only, could only happen in NXT where, you know, the people understand heel work better than the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Izzy. She's all uh, 14, 15, something like that right now. And her parents are what's the nice way to say jackasses on this podcast trash all right we'll go with that they seem to be trashy people who are just invested in cultivating their daughter's fame um a while ago uh one of the members of msk a a very entertaining tag team down in nxt um they were talking about Izzy taking bumps as young as 12, 13 years old. And basically they said, shouldn't be doing that. That's too young to be doing wrestling moves. And her parents as douchebags do got upset at professionals telling other people how to do their job safely. And so if you notice for a while, their MSK who have been presented as faces or good guys on XC have been getting booed out of the arena for weeks now. 
And the report, a report came out that the reason that was happening is because Izzy's parents got their friends and family to go down to whatever, um, what was it? Is it a Capitol Wrestling Center that they're in? Yep. And basically just boo the ever-living shit out of them for telling them to be safer with their daughter. And if you notice, as soon as that news came out, those boos stopped. <laughs> right. Yeah, they nipped that in the butt. So we've already established that the families are fame, fame whores um, pushing their daughter and such. So when Lindsay Dorado got uh, released, Izzy's dad tweeted out, you know, something like, oh, I won't miss you. Good to see fire. Just being a complete jerk online. And what happened next is an important lesson for everyone in the world. Sometimes the shit you say online comes back to bite you. Mm-hmm. Lindsay Dorado saw that and invited Izzy's dad to come say that to his face. <laughs> Lindsay Dorado was in a, uh, a tournament. I can't remember if it was Miss Martial Arts or it was a fighting tournament. And not only did he buy a ticket for Izzy's dad, he bought parking for him as well to show up. <laughs> So they could talk man to man. Izzy's dad wanted none of that smoke and tried to apologize on Twitter, writing a very not heartfelt, but one of those I fucked up and I need to get out of this by any means necessary apologies. And Mr. Dorado was having none of that. (laughs) And that's when Izzy's dad did the only thing he could do completely delete his Twitter. Dang. Man, I didn't hear any of this. <laughs> uh, you were not in the Twitter circles I follow when there's smoke in the wrestling world, they bring it to my timeline and I get to laugh with them. So let this be a lesson, boys and girls. Sometimes when you go online and you talk shit, there are people who want you to talk that shit in their face. <laughs> right. And it don't matter how rich or famous they may be. If you catch someone on the wrong day talking shit, or if you've been talking shit for a long, long time, you may get that smoke you've been asking for. Liz, Lizzie's dad wanted the smoke alleged uh, online. He got the smoke in real life. He wanted none of that smoke. So he disappeared. That's um, a wonderful story in my opinion. Because not just parents, but just fans, people like that who who want to talk tough, uh, who want to try and, and and cause trouble or whatever, like you see their true colors because ultimately you know that they're full of shit. That they're mm-hmm. not going to uh, back up any of their talk. You want attention, they get attention, and all of a sudden you want the spotlight to be anywhere else. Yeah. Which leads me to my number one rule on social media. Shutting the fuck up is free 99. Remember that, kids. You don't have to talk about every situation. You can just let stuff go. <laughs> right. You can see something happen on the timeline. Think to yourself, is this good or bad? If I speak on it, 
And if it's bad, just shut up. You never want to be the main character on Twitter. Never. All right. Never, ever. All right. Moving on from that delightful story. AEW uh, hosted full, their full gear pay-per-view last night. Um, did you watch any of it? I did not. But uh, I, I think I know most of the results. Have you, caught, have you been keeping up with anything AEW related? Uh, just on the periphery, I know um, CM Punk is still undefeated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Danielson is undefeated. Sounds right. <laughs> um, let's see. Adam Hangman Page is the new world champion. Yes. Brian Danielson won a title opportunity to now, I guess, now face Adam Page at some point down the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, May, you know, that would be pretty awesome. Um, I think that's that's one of the main reasons why he left WWE was to pursue fresh matchups. Like that was a big reason. He may not win the title. Um, I don't know if he should win the title, uh, especially against someone like Hangman Page, who is younger, who is still a guy that you know you're trying. Like he's a big star already, but he has potential to be a massive star in mm-hmm. that company um so there, i don't see him dropping the title at any time anytime soon and considering their champions typically hold on to the title for for a, a good chunk of time like they are not they are not in uh this is a company that's not in the position to bounce around the main title right now like this is still, we gotta get, we have to establish these champions as legit champions, as mm-hmm. as guys that that um, are capable of, of having lengthy runs. Everybody knows John. Everybody knows John Cena can can be a champion for 500 days. Uh, CM Punk can be a champion for you know 434 days. You know The Rock can hold the title for however long. Roman Reigns, you know, Brock Lesnar, you know, <laughs> yeah. two years or whatever it was. I don't know. Who knows? But, um, but you have to set the tone with these these. I mean, I say new guys, but like new guys to the American audience. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that's why Kenny Omega held the title for so long. John Moxley held it for so long. Chris Jericho, even a guy who's shit. That's why. Most, he, that's why Jericho won the title in the first place. Yeah, to give the title legitimacy, to give it you know, brand recognition, you know, mm-hmm. name recognition. And he held on to it for a long time. I mean, it was not just something that, you know, was a quick run. I mean, he held on to it for, you know, many months. And that's what you're, that's what you need from a very still relatively new company. Sure. It has a lot of momentum and a lot of, you know, fanfare, but it's still, new and it still needs to develop it still needs to um you know it still needs to work out all the kinks and get everything going to really make a run at being a viable competitor you know i just looked up aw championship just to see how long the reigns have been the shortest championship reign 
Chris Jericho at 182 days. Yeah. Moxley, Six months. Yeah. Moxley held it for 277, and Kenny Omega held it for 348. So, yeah. So, they, by, that, by that trajectory, Hang, Hangman Page will hold on to it for 400 at, days. At, yeah. I was going to say at least six months, but yeah. <laughs> I'll give AEW one um, one big credit. Whenever they have decisions, like whoever wins or loses, it makes sense to me. I don't get that. What the hell is going on like I get with WWE? Right. And so when, you know, when Paige won the number one contendership, it, uh, it were, you could tell it was time for him to be champ. That's exactly what happened. Any other, you know, WWE might have had the underdog go against the heavy champ and lose, but AEW, as the men's side, they know what they're doing. The women's side, yeah. I mean, he had a he had a feud with Kenny Omega when they first started, when neither were champions. So, uh, yeah, and then same. he kind of took a back seat, went on the back burner, and you know had some. Good matches elf everywhere, you know, elsewhere. Um, and then him and Omega were tag team champions. Right. And, I mean, they really went textbook slow burn, mm-hmm. slow build to, to, you know, put the guy on top. And by all accounts, everything I'm reading, all the, you know, excitement over it, it, it worked. It was the right way to do it. They did it the right way. Yeah. They didn't just throw it on this guy. Yeah, and he's very entertaining. I think he's going to have some great matches as champion. And like I said, he's, he's going to hold that belt somewhere between six to eight months, if not longer. Yeah. And besides that, what else happened at full year? Uh, you know, I say this every time we talk about AEW. Um, I know I'm beating a dead horse, but they really need to get some black talent anywhere. They had 10 matches. Oh, no, nine matches on the card. Only one of them had a black person in it, and that was Scorpio Sky. It's like, God damn. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just got some good, talented guys. Uh, They've got Will Hobbs. I mean, just look at what WWE brings to the court when it comes to black athletes. You got the New Day, Big E, um, Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, and Street AEW, Profits. Street Profits. AEW has one guy. <laughs> one guy. What a guy. Two. Two. Apparently, Jay Lethal made his, his debut. Oh, yes. I was going to talk about that. Yeah, Jay Lethal is now all elite. Um, have you seen much of him? Not in a long time. The only thing I remember with Jay Lethal is when he went back and forth with uh, Ric Flair with the woo thing. That's yeah. like the biggest moment of his career. I He does the best Ric Flair and Macho Man Randy Savage impersonations. Yeah. But of course, as soon as he gets signed, then um, you see all the things that he's been accused of in his past, and it's not pretty. Yeah. So I don't know. 
I don't know. You get all those guys that get released from um, Ring of Honor, and that's the guy you signed. You couldn't get um, what's his name, Gresham, Jonathan Gresham. Like he seems to be the next black eye up that's out there in the free agent market. Probably the. I mean, and I think. Um, The guy that could be one of the biggest stars who's who's a black wrestler is Moose. Yeah. And he's, you know, look, he's the top guy in Impact, but that's still kind of like... Well, apparently their deal is up between the one between Impact and AEW. Mm-hmm. And I, if I'm Impact, I'm really wondering what the hell did I get out of it? Not much. I mean, Kenny Omega had your title for the longest your tag team top your tag team champions were just showing up on aw shows like it just really seemed, seemed like the deal was for um all of everybody who was friends to hang out together on aew and impact would just hope hopefully get a ratings bump right. which I, I don't know what happened if that actually happened at all doesn't seem like it you know helps mm-hmm. significantly oh there's something i want to talk about on um my aw i heard it's on a, i think it's a mass it was in the mass man or cheap heat how many wrestlers have left wwe and actually improved their position in um aw not many i mean you could say jericho and moxley yeah but jericho was always going to be a hall of famer mm-hmm. and moxley like he's been wwe champion like he's he was a big name before like has he right. re- has he really increased anything going to AEW? like he both of them jericho and moxley were already a plus that they really they didn't have anywhere else to go i'm talking about guys like uh miro or mm-hmm. uh let's see who else has made that leap uh what's his name Andrade, Andrade, Cody Rhodes, Malachi Black. No, the I'm thinking of shit. I can't remember his name. Oh man, this is annoying. They call him the Chairman. I remember his nickname. But I don't remember his real name. Chairman. I guess that shows how much he's he used. Uh, Ty Dillinger. I don't know what his AEW. Yeah, what's his AEW? Yeah, Sean Spears. He hasn't like. Him has he gone up anywhere? Um, uh, no, not at all. He's not going to compete for a title anytime soon. Jake Hager, um, no, he's been more of a muscle man than anything. I mean, he's been in some decent feuds, but he hasn't positioned himself to go on as a singles competitor. Um, FTR, they have made an impact. They've been the top tag team since, you know, shortly after they got there. You know what? You're right. In my head, I'm like, FTR was one of the best tag teams in WWE, but they weren't treated as such. Right. Right. So I, that's, I'm thinking what I'm thinking and what actually happened are two completely things. So you're right. So FTR would be the, I think the one 
But it's a bunch of people who complained about being mid over in WWE. Then you get to AEW and they're mid still. Right. And, you know, as good as FTR is and as um, as good as they've, as they've been mm-hmm. in AEW, tag teams are not faces of the company. They're just not going to, you know, no tag team is ever going to be like the number one guy in the company. Yeah, but they definitely care about tag team wrestling more in AEW than they do in WWE. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> It's just it's weird to watch what each company cares about because AEW cares more about tag team wrestling and WWE cares more about women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting mm-hmm. it's an interesting study as, as to like what they're doing. Like, I guess the only person that has a chance is Miro. Yeah. But when I think about Miro and I think about when he was Rusev and WWE, the one thing that always comes to mind is he came in on a tank in WrestleMania to face John Cena. I think Andrade has potential to be a top guy as well, but they they still didn't introduce him properly. They just put him with another Hispanic Mm-hmm. Character, um, and right away he starts feuding with like someone in the mid card. I mean, he, yeah. he's not quietly make you know. There's no slow build for him. He's just there. Now. He didn't even make this card. There were ten matches on this card. He didn't make it. No, he did. He did where? Am I? Uh, he he tagged with. Malachi Black against Cody Rhodes and Pac. So four WWE, former WWE guys facing off against each other. Hold on. I'm looking for that match and I did not see it. Okay, there it is. Yeah. Rhodes, Pac, and... Okay, that was... Just... Alright, so he did make the pay-per-view. My bad. Now, if anybody has definitely raised their profile in after leaving WWE, might actually have to be Cody Rhodes. Mm. Because while he's not the top guy in the company, um, he is still part of that, you know, creative team. Mm-hmm. And he's getting opportunities outside of wrestling that he wasn't getting in WWE. That's true. But I would, say that's, <laughs> I would say that's because he's he's one of the producers, not because of what he's done in the ring. True. But I don't think he gets these opportunities as just a performer in WWE. I agree with you. I mean, he had a he had a couple of roles in Arrow, in a couple of spots on Arrow mm-hmm. before he left. Um but even then, it was just like, oh, because he's friends with Steve, Stephen Amell. Um, Stephen Amell's a giant wrestling fan. So, yeah, we'll get that crossover from time to time. But it wasn't something like, oh, this could lead to him leaving WWE and being a full-time actor or something. Like, now he's doing reality shows. He's doing game shows. Like, 
TBS is treating him very well. Yes, they are. You think um, if AEW ever has a Hall of Fame, they put Stephen Amell in it? Uh, yeah, he's just got to show up once, mm-hmm. and I think he's in. Speaking of which, have you watched uh, the Heels show? No. Oh. It looks good, though. It It's good. I've seen the first two episodes. It's good. I'm glad. I'm glad that, you know, they have definitely uh, they've given it the care and attention that it deserves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to get back in. There's so much TV that I need to watch. Right. I remember last time we got on here, it was like, oh, I need to watch that Dune movie. Haven't gotten to that. Nope. And then the Harder They Fall movie just came out with basically every black superstar being cowboys. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that dropped on Netflix. That's already out too? Yep. Yeah, I did hear about that. That does look pretty good. Oh, e- excellent. My mother gives it 10 stars. Oh, very good. <laughs> yes. She's been pumped for that. So as soon as she watches, and she doesn't even really like Idris Elba that much, and she loved that movie. So. <laughs> Let me ask you this going on a tangent. Mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody about this recently. Um, like, what what happens next with James Bond? That now that Daniel Craig is out, like this is the chance to do something different, mm-hmm. and that could be that could mean a black bond for the first time or, you know, a female bond or whatever. And, you know, automatically, like I just have, I'll have ca- casual conversations with people and automatically, I think the only black British actor they know, they <laughs> automatically say be bond is Idris Elba. And I, yeah. and I, every time I, now I say, no, I don't think that would work. I think 10 years ago it would have worked, but I think he's too old at this point to i don't know i just don't see him as a bond now i think he would make a fantastic bond villain oh buddy he did that but not in the bond movie he did that in the fast and furious movie oh that's right yeah. uh and uh, i don't know if you ever saw that hot and shot i love that movie it's one I of didn't. my it's one of my favorite fast and furious movies it's great yeah he played the hell out of that's right but but yeah, he'd make an excellent villain. But I'm with you as far as a younger Bond, because if you're going to have a guy that you're going to make four or five movies with, and you know, you're know you not going to make them back to back to back, there's going to be time in between. You're going to want someone, I would say, in their 30s. Yes. So you can have them for 10, 12 years to make those movies. Yeah, I agree with you. He's already 49. So, mm-hmm. you know, let's say this goes over 10 years. Like, you know, what's he going to be like in 10 years? But <laughs> we say that, but uh, Tom Cruise is still out here outrunning missiles. So true, but um, not saying that you know, because I, I I don't know enough black British actors. Do you? Is there anybody that you would consider? Here's the problem with go that direction. Here's the problem with black British actors: they come over here and they play Americans so well, you don't even know they're British. <laughs> right. Like I think old boy from Snowfall is British. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Just lost his name. Demson Idris. Uh huh. 
Yeah, yeah he's he 30. Sure he's 30. I mean, I think he'd be good. Yeah. Idris. Another Idris. But yeah, these, these damn British bastards come over here and they hide the accent. And they take our jobs. Oh boy. <laughs> here we go. How you like if I put in a British accent? Top of the morning, governor. And went over there to take your jobs, huh? That's how I felt the first time I heard um what's his name? Uh Spider-Man talk. In his actual accent. Well, all of them. Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, you forgot his name too. Well, Tom Holland first. Yeah, Spider-Man. Tom. Yeah, Tom Holland. There you go. But uh, Christian Bale playing Batman. Mm-hmm. He's Welsh. Henry Cavill. He's he's. Welsh or British as well. Man, how old is he? How old is he? Henry Cavill? Yeah. Since we're, we're we're on this ten. He might not be 40 yet. He might be still in his 30s. Henry Cavill. 38. 38. Okay. I mean, he's if there is a God, he'll be able to come back and do Superman right. Because the problem with the he the problem with the DCEU was not him. In fact, there was none of the actors. It was a goddamn script they were forced to work through. Well, that's good to know because I liked I liked him as Superman. Mm-hmm. I liked Ben Affleck as Batman. Oh, I also liked him in um, uh, Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. which was in Fallout. I think it was in. I believe that was the one he was in. Yeah. Is that the mu- did he have a mustache in that one? Is that what caused all the issues with? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the mustache, and they wouldn't let him shave it. That's hilarious. Yeah, but if you get him as Bond, and you get you know ten years with him till he's fifty, fifty-two, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it would suck because that probably means he wouldn't be able to come back as Superman. But mm-hmm. I don't know if they have any plans in bringing him back anyway. Right. Hmm. DC. All right. So how do we get back to wrestling? I don't even know where we were, so we can just jump back to anything. <laughs> okay. I honestly don't even remember what the what the last time we were talking about. It was definitely something about full gear. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Survivor Series is coming up. Yeah, let's jump to that. Okay, so Survivor Series. First off, I don't like how they announced the Survivor Series teams. Oh, you mean on Twitter? Yeah, if you're just going to announce them on Twitter, then... Don't have the Survivor Series. Exactly. Um, and two, the only Survivor Series matchup I'm really interested in seeing right now is the Bloodline versus the New Day. Mm-hmm. Did you see um, the match uh, Roman Reigns versus um, uh, King Woods? Haven't yet. Oh, I might do this. Roman Reigns is the best wrestler in WWE right now. 
mm-hmm. bar none. He makes everyone look. He makes everyone look good. He's able to sell his ass off, and like I've yet to see him have a bad match since he came back last year. He's incredible, and Xavier Woods. He's been putting on great matches ever since you know Kofi got injured last year, or was that earlier this year? Where Kofi got injured and he just he was basically going one on one with like Bobby Ashley on Raw. Like he's just been doing great work, and the both of them together. Uh, that match on month, on Friday night was great. Uh, if I could get all six of those guys together, because you already know the excellent work that the New Day and the Usos can put on. You yeah. give me Roman Reigns in that? Chef kiss. <laughs> 12 stars. Mwah. That's and- all I want to see. I know they're doing, oh, it's champion versus champion. Now nah, let's put in the New Day. Let's put in the Usos. Let's have fun with it. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like you don't need brand head to head. Like that's that's the thing about Survivor Series nowadays mm-hmm. is that for too long it's been all about brand head to head, you know, matchups. Here's the but, real problem with Survivor Series: it's at the wrong time of the year. You all just switched over like last month. That's true. And you're too. talking about brand supremacy. That's a that's another great point. I feel like they don't have to do. I'm. I don't. I'm not entirely opposed to Raw versus SmackDown, mm-hmm. but what I am opposed to is Raw versus SmackDown. SmackDown every single year, mm-hmm. and especially on a, a, a draft year because they didn't do a draft last year. I don't think. Yeah, they did. It was that first big draft. I remember. I remember so doing a draft every year now. Yes, I remember the draft last year because they, they like, oh, what was it? They had like this shot inside Fox headquarters, and like they had all these people at the desk looking at papers, and they also had like the CGI robot involved in yeah. there. Yes, I remember that. Uh, um, but my- I feel like my my thing is they need to go back to the like the original format. Mm-hmm. Or at least do it every other year, where it's not just brand head to head, brands head to head, but real feuds. Like the New Day versus the Bloodline would is is a great feud that just so happens to have your two top champions. That does not that's not going to happen every year, obviously. But your two top cha- like your two top champions are involved, and there's a legitimate feud going on. Yeah. That it, it makes sense, it, it, it works, but there was always, you know, Team Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus, you know, Team Big Boss Man or you know whoever or you know Ted, uh, Team Million Dollar Man. You know, it doesn't have to be Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. It could be, you know, this guy and he's banding together a bunch of guys to face this guy and a, mm-hmm. and a bunch of guys. Like that's fun too. Like that's more interesting because that's something you can build to every week not just oh we're just gonna throw you guys in you know this one time i just want them to use my idea one time i've said this before in the podcast it should be same five on five Mm -hmm. but the winning team all the survivors get a match against the champion against the neck at the next pay-per-view so if all five members survive, it's a six-pack challenge at whatever. 
if three of y'all survive, and then it's a fatal four way at the next at the next pay per view. Right. That's interesting. Because going in, then you'd have strategy. You'd be like, okay, so I want this guy on the team because I think he'll get eliminated, but we still need to win. So mm-hmm. do I get this this big guy so we win, or do I get this weakling so he can get eliminated, but we can still win? Yeah. Like. It should go that way. Also, they should name the teams early, right? <laughs> and every week, someone could be challenged for their spot. That would be cool. So, like, you get five guys named, and you got you got five weeks to the pay-per-view. So, every week, one person gets challenged for their spot. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that. Man. Where have you been all this time? <laughs> I've had this idea. I had this idea before. I don't know if I've said in the podcast, but but it's just let's do something different. That's one of the things. Like if it doesn't work, you know, if like okay, this doesn't work. We did it for one year, it didn't work. Let's change it around. But let let's see who's on the uh, raw side right now. Let's see. Oh, I hit the wrong damn button. <laughs> now I'm searching forever. Survivor Series 2022. I went too far. I've gone <laughs> forward in time, time, time. All right. So on Raw, we got Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Rey Mysterio, and Bobby Lashley. So imagine they go and let's see, let's see, Ray and Seth, Seth get eliminated, So, at the, but Raw wins. So at the next pay-per-view is, w, is uh, Big E defending his championship against Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley. You would watch that. <laughs> Everyone would watch that. Yeah. And then on SmackDown is Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Woods, and Happy Corbin, and to be announced because um, uh, what's his name got kicked off on Friday. What did they kick off? Oh shit! What's his name? Sami Zayn. He had a match against Jeff Hardy, and the loser would get kicked off the team, and he got kicked off the team. They're they're basically they're taking. Doing they're doing half of my idea. <laughs> But that's a great idea. I mean, it, at this point, it's just they're just taking the easiest route possible mm-hmm. and just hoping that enough people will tune in. But come up with something different. Yeah, it know? seems like now what they're doing is they've announced the teams and now they're switching people in and out depending on if whoever's in charge of that particular show thinks they can win. Because on the SmackDown side, on the women's, it was Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Natalia, and um, uh, Aaliyah. But Aaliyah got removed. And apparently she, like, she had a match on Thursday and got so excited after the match she threw up. She what? <laughs> she threw up. Uh, Chuck lost her cookies. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Which, you know, you get nervous, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that's just my idea for the Raw versus SmackDown. You do that for the men's, you do that for the women's. It would make things a hundred times more interesting than just naming the teams on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big E versus Roman Reigns. We already kind of talked about that. We want to see Bloodline versus the New Day. I would love to see that in a um, a War Games match. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, but it looks like War Games is coming, but it's going to be NXT, which is weird because there's not really any teams mm-hmm. or anybody with a blood feud right now. And um, the last match that's on this card right now, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair, which might turn into a real fight. It's the only thing that's making it interesting. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's something that we've seen too many times. Um, yeah, there's no stakes of it. Like the only, yeah, the only thing that makes it interesting is that there could be actual, uh, uh, as we like to say, metal things. Right. Could be legit shots taken. Yeah, Charlotte Flair had a promo on Monday where she called, um, oh no, Friday, where she called Becky Lynch fake, and then Becky Lynch on Twitter was like, "Oh, you calling me fake?" Kind of shot at her implants. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it's wrestling, so I don't know how real things are between them. I know they had an argument after their title swap, mm-hmm. where apparently, like I say, Charlotte Flair had to be removed. But it's wrestling. Like half of what we hear, we hear because we're supposed to hear it because of the work. Like I. I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to write a strongly worded email to Vince McMahon, giving him my idea for next year's Survivor Series. I'm going to tell him I expect a check when they finally run it. (laughs) And uh, that's it. Uh, it. Yeah. (laughs) The Quincy Dorsey Esquire. First of his name. All right, so that's it for the pay-per-views. Um, AEW Fool Gear is excellent. Survivor Series, they just need to make some tweaks and make it a good um, a good one. Um, before we leave, we're going to end with... Um, I don't know how to define this news because it's kind of sad but hopeful at the same time. Uh, right. And the news came out um, about a week ago that John Moxley checked himself into a rehab for alcohol abuse. Um, first off, um, congra- um, not congratulations, that's the wrong time, but just big ups for him seeing that he had a problem and checking himself in to get help, mm-hmm. uh, doing the best he can for his wife, Renee, and their little girl. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm just proud. Anytime someone has a substance abuse problem and they can stop and get themselves some help, I'm proud of them because I know how deadly addiction is and how powerful that is. And um, it's just we've seen too many wrestlers die before the age of 40 mm-hmm. because right. of alcohol abuse, drug abuse, and all that stuff. So, seeing someone who taking care of the, themselves, 
not just for their own life but for the family it's, it's just a it's a great feeling and you know just hopes and prayers to him and his family that he can beat this addiction and you know get back to what he loves yeah yeah i mean uh it's the best possible news that could have come out of that situation mm-hmm. best case scenario because we've seen worst case time and time again yeah and uh, hopefully it just signals a a change just in the business itself you know yeah wrestling really needs an all not just an all season but like time where wrestlers can put in vacation and just go away for a couple weeks to recover yeah like reset and recover storyline should be built around that like you lose and you go away for a couple of weeks and they make it like oh he lost so bad he had to go and you know find himself but really in real life you're just off in cancun somewhere relaxing your body getting like they really need to they really need to find a way to incorporate more rest time for these wrestlers because mm-hmm. some of these wrestlers you know have wrestled more and like five years than Stone Cold Steve Austin did his entire WWE career. <laughs> yeah. Run into the ground. Running into yeah. the ground, man. Yeah. You get that was the that was the trajectory Moxley was on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm glad he can get some help. He he needed it, he'll get it, and hopefully he'll be back healthy and happy soon. Absolutely. All right, we've done. I expect to go an hour, win about an hour and a half. <laughs> we are long-winded. We had, we had many a tangent. Especially when it's something we enjoy talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love wrestling. Uh, even when it's bad, we still love it. To this day. To this day. Damn, Aaron Rodgers just threw an uh, uh, interception in the end zone and the drive before Russell Wilson threw an interception in the end zone. Yeah, it's That'd three. be a long day. It is three to nothing in the third quarter. It is a rock fight. <laughs> All right. Speaking of football, um, I guess we can do a football podcast. You want to do one Wednesday? Sure. Back to our normal schedule. Um, since the Texans were in the bye week, this one will be more, um, more about the NFL in general. We'll talk about the OBJ trade um, and everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, there's, you know, uh, like, it's, I guess at this point, the way the Texans are playing, I guess it should be something. They stink. Every other week. The problem with the Texans are they're so bad, they should get the first, uh, the number one pick, but the goddamn Lions are worse. Somehow, yeah. I th- and they so are, it's like. The Lions are 08 and 1 now. They tied with the Steelers today. They did? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think the Steelers were playing Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Not three. Not three. Wow. <laughs> all right, man. Let's get up out of here. Um, thanks all for listening, downloading, subscribing. Our numbers go up. Then <laughs> our number every time our numbers go up, we take a break for some reason. <laughs> so let's get those back up. Um if you could do us a solid drop of review, 
Uh, we love to hear what you guys think about what we're doing. And um, yeah, Anthony, it's always a pleasure talking to you, my brother. Let's get back Likewise. to it. Yes, sir. Get back to it on Wednesday. Get our schedule going. And um, we will, like I said, we'll be back on Thursday because that's why I'm pulling up the podcast. Anthony's getting tired. I'm going to wrap this up. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no problem man. I, my endings go long because i'd never know what to say so i'm just going in my head over and over again so <laughs> my bad it's uh, all good all good all right so we're out of here for anthony under quincy later babies